Hello and welcome to episode seven of the Biscuits and Brews podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. On this week's episode, we'll be having our weekly news discussion. We'll also be looking at the impact of social media and also our football chat. So boil that kettle, pour that brew and open the biscuit barrel. Let's go. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning. What time it is, I don't know, to Connor and Luke. How have your weeks been, Connor? Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's been an all right week, to be honest. Um, off on me on Easter holidays. Uh, I, I, I'll be honest, I've not done a lot this week. It's been a lot of football manager. Um, but yeah, it's not it's not been a bad week. The, the weather, I mean, this, this time last week, we were looking forward to a nice, nice sunny weekend. It's currently snowing. Yeah, it's been snowing a fair bit of the morning. Um, it's snowing here yeah. as well. <laughs> That's Britain for you, isn't it, at the end of the day? But yeah, not a bad week. Luke, how have you been? Uh, it's been all right, really. We can't have the luxury of having weeks off. I've been working as usual. Uh not really changed. We're quite busy at work, got a lot on. But, you know, there's been no more week, hopefully. In the beer gardens come next week, though. Hopefully it's rain. It's raining here in Witchet, so uh, the snow hasn't ventured north yet. Oh, Josh, what you been up to? Um, not much. Um, same old. I've been I've, I've been getting very frustrated with getting my van serviced. Um, actually, this week it did get serviced in the end, but it took a lot longer than it should have done. And uh, I think there was some incompetence going on. But anyway, uh, uh, here we go. Here we go. Uh, no, no, no. It's just not on really. Um, Forever no, blaming God. someone else. Hang on. What happened was. I needed so these Mercedes vans that we've got. They need apparently there was a faulty part, and they're all recalling them by the department of what is the the, the department who sorts out transport, the department of transport or whatever it is. That I one. thought the faulty part was you. Well, it might have been you the know, driver. <laughs> driver. <laughs> so might have been the, you, you might have been the, the seatbelt. Uh, well, Luke had a few, <laughs> um, but no, and. Uh, and also, it needed a van service because I get this light on my board saying it just do a service. Um, so I rang up and went, "Oh, can I just get this chart part changed and can I get the service done?" And they went, "Yeah, that's fine, no worries." I got there, they said, "Oh yeah, it's booked in for the part part. It's not booked in for the service." And I was like, "Well, okay, they'll probably just get it done anyway, and it'll be fine." Um, they then had to wait for this confirmation from Motability because it's a Motability car to get it done. That really infuriated me, considering I told them about the service ages ago and they hadn't yet sorted it out and it was just annoying. So, yeah, I had to wait longer than I did. But I got it back and it's fine. That was oh, so you, you had to wait longer for your service, a bit like this morning when, when you said to us, oh, can we record the podcast at about 10-ish? And I set the call up at 10 and you're still lay there in bed. Oh, I'm not ready yet. I'm not ready yet. I'm a bit behind. Although, although at least I answered the call. Where was Luke? Where was Luke? <laughs> I didn't answer because I knew you were still being bed, so... <laughs> to be fair, Luke, Luke was awake. He had sent us a photo of a very interesting poster taking his dog out, so I can confirm that. One uh, stating Owen Patterson. I, I, do you know what? I was genuinely so close there to messaging Luke this morning saying, what's the betting that Josh won't be ready at 10? Like, Josh will actually be late anywhere. Like, you, you, like even if you told him to arrive somewhere later, if you told him to arrive somewhere at, at Phil half six and you were all getting there for six so you knew he'd definitely be there at some point he'd still turn up about half eight it's like he, he said earlier oh can we record earlier i'm like so how early then because in josh's mind early is probably like half one <laughs> <laughs> student life what can i say no us towers is we have the reputation for being late for stuff yeah your brother is probably just as bad as you the worst one in our family is my uncle I mean, Josh, to be fair, like you used to have an excuse when you were walking places, but now you've got that whizzy <laughs> chair and that van. <laughs> I mean, come well, on. No, it does take about 10 years to get into the van. <laughs> you yeah, that's or, true. Well, it only takes one second if you don't lift the ramp up. Well, I've yeah, that. One, one second out, about 10 minutes in. Yeah. <laughs> it's, getting back, it's getting back up is the, is the uh, longest part. Yeah. <laughs> also, this week, I've been watching a bit of golf because the Masters is on. I'm not a normally big fan of golf, but I love the Masters for some reason. It's such a boring sport. How can, yeah. I, can't, I can't watch golf. I find it so no. boring. No, I, I can't me. like it. I can't like it. Although McElroy did terrible. 
I went to the driving range once. That was all right. Mm. Oh, yeah, you did. Yeah, I went to driving range once. But, I, yeah, I, I don't watch golf either. I, I mean, I, I put golf in the same bracket as cricket. I find them really boring to watch. Mm. See, they, I, I just like sports. Well, I don't really like horse racing, and that's on today. Is it? Is it the Grand National today? Yeah, the National today. Yeah, it's the National it. today? Yeah, today. I haven't put a bet on yet. Get your bets on. Tiger Roll's not in it, so you can't go for him. He had to withdraw, so we can't beat Red Rum three consecutive to Grand Nationals or something like that. Great right. little auto Red Rum, wasn't it? Mm. Not alive to see it, like, but uh, apparently it was. Well, no, no, no. I mean, that was the 70s, wasn't it? Well, yeah, something like that. Yeah, can't say I was there. But yeah, no, good horse by all accounts. Well, that's been a little bit of what's been going on this week, though, hasn't it, lads? Some Sporting-wise, anyway, but some really sad news... A few um, really sad news bits this week. I don't, I don't know how to say it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. There's been there's, there's been quite a bit of, of, of big big news, really, hasn't there this week? And and, and the big news has obviously been been quite sad as well. Um, mm. I mean, t- Tuesday wasn't it? Um, Paul Ritter, who I think the majority of people will know is playing Martin Goodman in Friday Night Dinner, but he's been in. See in Quantum of Solace, I think. I think he was in one of the Harry Potters. Um, he was in Chernobyl as well. Yeah. Um, he died at the age of 54 from a brain tumor, which I mean that mm. that was just a huge shock to see that mm. Tuesday morning. Because I mean, I mean, I don't think it had been publicized that he was that he had a brain tumor. Um, you know, I think it, it was kept very private. Um, but yeah, and then you know, obviously, I think a lot of people our age watch Friday night dinner. And, and, and enjoy watching it. So, you know, lots and lots of stuff on social media, you know, p- paying their, their respects to him. Um, I, I mean, I, I thought he was fantastic. I think mm. he's brilliant, uh, you know, and, and not, not just as Martin Goodman, but when I've seen him in other roles as well, he, he's a very versatile actor. He mm. can do a lot of things. And a lot of people that have worked with him have, have come out and said, you know, in, in the last few days, how, how good of an actor and how great of a person he was as well. No, I love Friday night dinner with him in, like, you know, love right a bit of squirrel. Um, <laughs> you say. Oh, no, you know. Hello, Bambinos. Uh, no, it, was, it, it was really sad. Because um, I, I loved Friday night dinner. I know you did as well, Connor. Um, yeah, it was just really sad, isn't it? Yeah. And then, obviously, then we got even more sad news yesterday when the death of, of Prince Philip was announced, which is in- incredibly sad. You know, and and not just for the royal family themselves, but I think for the country, um, because I think regardless of your opinion on the royal family and regardless of your opinion on on Philip himself, the you know the service he gave to this country, to his family, to his wife, I think is isn't you know nothing short of phenomenal, um, and and from the things that are now coming out since and, and the way people are, are talking about him he seems like he was very much a family man and I think especially as well for a man who grew up in the era that he grew up in in the areas he then lived in for a man to sort of accept that he was going to almost play second fiddle to his wife mm. and you know you know always walking three paces behind and, and all of that um, you know that that was an era he grew up in where men were meant to be the breadwinners weren't they you know it was meant to be a man that sort of did the work and the woman would keep the family together sort of thing but they almost did the opposite because the queen was always the one in the spotlight he was the one that supposedly took care of the family you know he apparently had the say in where the children went to school and he was really sort of hands-on with the with the gardening and and how the actual the, the palaces and the castle that they live in would look so I think you know for you know what 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 he's done for for this country for the royal family and, and also for the queen it, you know it was clear that they were very much a couple that 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 adored each other you know 74 years worth of marriage you know that that's a that's a long mm. time to be with someone and and they, they were clearly very happy together and it's obviously really sad really sad news yeah he was a great um servant of this nation and um we will be ever grateful for that um he had a difficult start to life as well where he had to um vacate greece with his um family um mm. due to a military coup and then well his mum left his uh no his dad left his mum sorry um at quite a young age as well so he had a difficult upbringing there his mom his sister died in a plane crash when he was young as well but you know he sort of solitude here he, and then 
went into the navy. He served us really well in the in the Second World War and became a really great prince and a really well-renowned figure. And uh, he will be sorely missed by this um, country and especially the Queen because yeah. having a partner for 73, 74 years of marriage is a longer old thing. It's, like, it's hard to manage the Queen without the Duke. Yeah. Yeah. Picture them, them together. But to now see her, she, they won't be together. It's just sad, really. Yeah, yeah, because I, I think now we will probably see her with, with Charles a lot more, I would imagine, mm. as, as obviously the heir to the throne. I think he's going to take on a lot of other duties now, but I don't think he's been given the title of um, Duke of Edinburgh yet, because I know, I think that will, will that get, I think that gets given out when he then becomes king, because when he becomes king, William and Kate will automatically become the, the Prince and Princess of Wales. But I don't know whether he then assumes the role of Duke of Edinburgh or whether he hands that out. But well, I think I can't remember. I'm not. I should know more on the history. I think it was created when he became well when he married the Queen because he's not an official consort and there was no constitutional arrangement for him. But I might be mm-hmm. wrong on that. So I, I, I don't know. We'll wait and see. But I think he, he obviously... stepped down from royal duties in 2017, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. So he wasn't really out that much in public anyway. And, but, no, he'd still be a massive miss because, obviously, behind yeah. the scenes. No, but I hope this, um, you know, kind of helps heal a rift between Meghan and Harry and this side of the family and that they can get over for the funeral and then they can just spend that time as a family because they are a grieving family at the end of the day, aren't they? They're grieving a loved one. So, yeah, I mean, that, you know, that... It's going to be a difficulty considering the times that we're in. Um, you know, it's well documented that Philip didn't want a big state funeral. Um, but we, we've seen people wanting to pay their respects by by taking flowers and things like that to Buckingham Palace and, and to Windsor Castle. And obviously, they were told, you know, please don't don't come out, don't don't break the the guidance that that you should be following. But you know, this will be a difficulty for them. If it, you know, are they going to be able to come over? You know, if they do come over, they're going to have to have a, a quarantine period. Um, it, it, it's difficult to to see how, how that's going to work, but obviously that's something that they'll they'll be discussing and, and formalising because I know the Queen has to sign sort mm. of everything off. Um, but but I, I'm, I mean, from what I've heard, Philip was quite um, he was quite um, involved in the planning of, of his own funeral. Like he knew what he wanted and, and, and how he would want it to go. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll just see what, what further announcements get made. But, yeah, really, really sad news. So now it's time to look at the biscuit poll and how we all got on. So, Luke, our poll master, our Sir John Curtis of the biscuiting world, what are the results this week of the poll? Oh, it looks pretty good this week. I'm happy. I'm so happy. So, in uh, last place this week was the party ring. That's unbelievable. Honestly, what a joke. What a joke. Uh, oh. Now you know how I Not feel. Happy. Yeah, but the thing is, uh, that's actually a good biscuit. I understand why your biscuits usually come last, but a party ring is a blooming good biscuit. So, in second place, as Josh managed to get a win, second place is... The ginger crunch cream. I, I honestly, I, I, I think these two lads can recognise this is probably my best biscuit choice this week. Um, I'm surprised at that as well. Um, what would have done better? I, it I think shop. it's the ginger. I think it's the ginger that's let it down. The golden crunch cream one. So yeah. So that means G- first place is me with the hobnob, which surprised me. I thought I could yeah. stand a chance. If we're saying my previous ones are cardboard, that's definitely cardboard option of this week, and now somehow it's won. It's a bit more about a hobnob because you know it's OT, <laughs> but it's still very plain. I know it was unbelievable, like chocolate hobnob. That that that's that's decent because you got the chocolate on it. But yeah, plain hobnob. Did the chocolate hobnob actually win. The chocolate hobnob didn't win, did it? When it went up, or did it win? What was it against? I don't know. I don't think it won, did it? Yeah, no, I know it did. It did. It was oh, a, it you had the jammy dodger that week, Josh. And Luke, you had the Oreo, I think. Oh, oh yeah, and you I came last. that week. Yeah, I think yeah, it was I'll that week. That yeah. So I've, 
Oh, so Luke, well done. Congratulations on winning with that pl- bland biscuit. Um, obviously, I question some of the viewers on there. Viewers, listeners, <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't want to view this podcast. Looking at the state, they wouldn't want to see your face. No, they wouldn't want to see my face. Anyway, but Connor, how are you going to recover this week? What have you gone for to try and win again? Well, um, I've gone for a biscuit that I think will will divide opinion. I think some people will love it. Some people won't touch it with the barge pole. Um, I've gone for the McVitie's fruit shortcake. So, you know, a nice bit of thin shortbread, a little bit of, of fruit in it, a little bit of raisin with a dusting of, of sugar on the top. Cracking biscuit, I think, personally. It's lovely um, when once you've dunked it. It's great. I think if you, if you don't eat it with a biscuit, it's quite dry. So if you're going to eat it dry, you drink your tea afterwards or otherwise, failing that, just dip it. Don't tend to break off unless... You know, you're an idiot that holds it in for too long. They're fairly sturdy once you've dipped it in. And I, I think I think they're a lovely biscuit. Um, so, yeah, the McVitie's fruit shortcake for me. On dipping biscuits, Josh, have did you try dipping the party ring, dunking the party ring? No, because we didn't buy any party rings. I did, color. and it didn't blow me away. It just felt a bit soggy. Oh, it was still nice, though. Yeah, it, but it didn't improve it. No. It makes the icing soggy, surely. What's soggy icing? God, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Swiftly moving on. <laughs> so, oh, dear. Dear me. But anyway, we'll hear what me and Luke have got out. Got out? Got as biscuits later on in the show. Anyway. So this week's episode's topic is social media. And we are planning to look at the history of how social media was made. We're not. Don't worry. We're not. That'd be very boring. But Connor, what are we going to be looking at social media wise? Well, essentially, we're going to be looking at, at the impact of social media. In recent years, social media has grown massively. Um, And I think especially in this sort of last year that we've been in lockdown with more people working from home um, and not being able to see people in the flesh, um, social media has become a tool that has enabled people to to stay in contact. And we know that social media can be fantastic for that, of, of allowing us to be in contact with people that we can't see or that we haven't seen for a long time and all of that. But we also know there is a real downside to social media. There are people who abuse this. It's not, it's not like a, well, is it a privilege? I, I, I don't know that they, they abuse the fact that we're able to use these sites to stay in contact and to connect with people. Um, but I mean, it, like going back to, to, to when I was younger, I remember MSN, the MSN days. MSN. <laughs> BBM on the Blackberries. BBM. Oh, I remember actually um, with, like, with one of my Blackberries. Um, it was when, you know, the London riots that happened. And yes. there was all this chain mail that was going around. And I cannot stand chain mail you never saw things like share this with three friends or your mum's gonna die tonight or if you don't share this five times a girl with blood dripping down her face gonna be stood at the edge of your bed tonight you know really really vile things what? There, was, there was one that went round when the london rights happened that said you need to share this with all of your contacts because loads of blackberries have been stolen from London and the police are going to be able to see whether you've shared it or not. If you share it, then you'll be fine. If you don't share it, the police will be coming to arrest you because you've been involved in the riots. And I saw it and I thought, hmm, a little boy from Shropshire with a blackberry, if I don't share this, are the police really going to knock on my door and accuse me of being in London smashing in shop windows? Well, I don't think it? so. No, did I, did, share I didn't it? share it. No, oh, oh. no. And then he spent 10 years in prison. No, no, he didn't. Yeah, I've, I've literally just come out of a 10-year stretch. Um, yeah, tough time, tough time. But honestly, like some of the chain mail that used to go around, I remember, you know, you used to get the old, oh, BC my pin or ping for a rate. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, for, like for a rate on Facebook. That was the... <laughs> that was a, that was yes. 
Oh, do you do you do you like to remember what the first profile picture you ever had on Facebook was? Yeah, I think it was one where I was doing that. The lock <laughs> post where you get your you get your thumb, is it your foot, your thumb and your forefinger underneath your chin and you Oh, you, know, you did one of those. I think I'll my first something. profile picture was my first one was a Chelsea badge. Well, let me have a look at mine. Chelsea. I've I've had the yeah. same profile ever since I probably find it somewhere. Oh yeah, in the, the someone from school were you? Like you got your no, 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 mine's, mine's oh. Mine is from. Actually, I can't find it. Albums. There we go. Profile pictures. Me. Mine is. Uh, I'm on the Shuby Town pitch in 2010 as a mascot. <laughs> That's quite a good one. To be fair, I just want to be typical, like generic football fan. Mm. Chelsea badge. Um, but yeah, those. Uh, they, like I remember, especially like. I'm, I'm, yeah, actually, with Facebook, you still get chain mail on Facebook with people sharing statuses and sending messages around. There was one actually that went around quite recently on WhatsApp where people were telling you if you didn't share it, they were going to have access to all your data or something. And yeah. like, honestly, it, it's mad. But I mean, at the same time, obviously, as I mentioned earlier, it's fantastic because it's enabled people, especially in the last year, to be in contact with people. You know, the likes of Zoom, Skype, Teams as well for, for the sort of schools that have used that. You know, f- Facebook, Instagram, your Twitters, your Snapchats, all of that allows you to stay mm. in contact but there are people that just don't use it nicely. No. And I know that sounds like a really sort of like, oh, you know, come on, be naughty, behave yourself. That sounds like I'm talking to a child. But some of these people just behave like stupid children. And some of the things I see on social media, quite frankly, makes me want to put bleach into my eye sockets. Well, going back to what we were talking about earlier, though, when people like trying to say, you know, rest in peace, Prince Philip, or... Stuff like that. There were people being very vile. Um, like uh, I don't watch this show, by the way, but I saw a bag of chips from Drag Race getting a load of abuse for saying, "I hope the Queen Queen's all right." Um, you know, wishing them the best. She was just got abuse. So, or they Twitter recently. Is so, so they they place. went off Twitter. It is a toxic place recently. Twitter. But it's just yeah. that anomaly. People don't have. There's no. It's just a. People don't have there's no person they think they just yeah and I, I th- mm. it people get lost in the fact that there is that anonymity there and on social media you can be anybody you want to be and you can have a blank profile picture you can have a fake name you can have a fake email address and you know rarely if you then abuse someone on social media rarely does it, you know, does it come back? I mean, there are cases where it does. And we've seen in recent years, I know of, of, of actors who have lost jobs and have, have been fired from working on TV shows, films or whatever, because their, you know, their history on social media has, has come to light. And there are footballers as mm. well who have broke things on social media and it's then come back to bite them. And, you know, I, I think there needs to be more done for this there needs to be Mm. more of a sort of verification process when someone attempts to create an account so that should that person be reported there is you know an actual contact number or contact address that is able to be found for this person because it's honestly ridiculous the amount of abuse that gets banded about especially on twitter i think twitter is the worst place for it And I've seen things in the last the last week, you know, and, and not even just with with stuff about Prince Philip, but even with stuff about Paul Ritter and, and and other usually celebrities, you know, because they're in the limelight. When they die or, or something happens, immediately there is this massive sort of like division on social media of of sides that people are on, and I think especially when people die, you know. What we've got to remember is regardless of your opinion on the royal family, regardless of your opinion on Prince Philip, this is an elderly man who has died. He is someone's husband, someone's father, someone's grandfather, someone's great-grandfather, mm. someone's uncle, someone's brother, someone's cousin. This is a mm. human being mm. that has died at the end of the day. Mm. And, you know, no matter what human being that dies, even when it's, you know, even people who have committed the most atrocious of, of, of crimes, when they die, there is going to be someone grieving. Mm. And people don't take that into consideration. But, you know, you, you put the, you, 
you put the is it what's the saying you put the shoe on the other foot or something you know you, you spin it round and if a member of their family had died and, and we decided to to abuse them all over social media how awful is that going to make them feel how terrible are they going to feel about that because that's someone that 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 you love or someone that you you know respect or whatever mm. has died and there are people you know so, like some of the stuff I'm not even going to repeat some of the stuff I've seen because it is genuinely vile but it, it's happening too often and there's very little being done about it and we're seeing that especially in football at the moment as well aren't yep. we with with the horrendous racist abuse it, it seems to be like after every match there's always something in the news about a racist mm. that racism all the time like every yep. like every game yeah like, like it, I, I, yeah it's amazing like when um, I think Chelsea lost to West Brom. Chelsea released a statement: "We condemn this racist abuse against certain players." Like when Liverpool lost to Real Madrid, they had to we condemn this racist abuse, and it's like constantly now. And I think with, with, with all the protests recently and all that, but there's getting more awareness of it because it's been going on for years. Mm. And I think now clubs are trying to make more stand on it. And I know Swansea City, for example. They're, they were one of the first clubs that I saw that removed themselves off Twitter for seven days on all social media platforms for seven days, didn't they? Just to try and get a message yeah. out and go against it. And this is the thing, like you said, that there's more awareness of it. We're becoming more aware of it. But what's actually being done about it? Mm. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. These social media companies need to take a long, hard look at themselves and think, mm. right, what can we do to prevent this from happening you know, it, mm. I mean, I, I, in the ideal world, it needs to be prevented completely. I don't think we'll ever get to that stage where there's not abuse on social media. We'll never get to that. But it needs to be at a point where people start to realise that actions have consequences. Because mm. it's, it, well, it, it, it's not on. The, the thing is, though, we can get into Doddy. I don't, I don't want to sound stupid or anything, but like free speech and all this, isn't it? It's like, where where's the line? Because... I suppose the argument is free speech doesn't stop freedom of offence, but then again, racist racism or any form of abuse are not acceptable. And but I, th- but- I think there's a difference between being able to speak freely and then speaking freely without abusing people. Mm, yeah, I, th- know, I think th- people th- th- there's a big difference there. Before they speak, yeah. Because I think too many people now try and come back to this freedom of speech. Oh, you know, well, it's just my opinion. Mm. Yeah, but your your opinion. You know, that's not an opinion to send, you know, to send a black a black person monkey emojis. That's not your opinion. That's being that's, abusive. That's yeah. being racist. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, 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 th- I think more needs to be done. I, I think with, with, with some sort of social media sites and apps, you, you often have to put in in a, in a mobile number, don't you, to, to verify yeah. that account and that number. I'm sure there are, potentially ways around that where you could use fake numbers and still get a verification code i don't know i'm, I'm sure there probably are ways of doing mm. that but they need to start they need to be more aware of this they need to ensure that that, that can't be done and that these phone numbers are genuine mm. because there's there's too many there's too many people out there who you know who will just make accounts to abuse people and it's far too easy that if they get reported and they get blocked and their account gets blocked then just go and make another it, it, yeah. it takes a couple of minutes if that doesn't it it doesn't take long at all yeah it's true there needs to be more accountability there definitely especially for these trolling accounts who are just created to abuse people they need to be sorted out um yeah, but it's it's there is a there's a there's a fine line and, and it can get into murky territory. Um and I know there's been problems in America because one of the amendments about free speech um or freedom of expression and, and, and stuff like that. So it's just it 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 needs to be tackled though. Absolutely. And uh, we'll wait and see what happens and hopefully we do get these abusive people off. Well, yeah, the hope is that action is taken and that, that something is done. And I think with, you know, especially as we said, we see a lot of abuse within football with, with a lot of football clubs and players now taking a stand and coming off social media, you know, that, that creates even more awareness, that creates more of a stand. But at the same time, you know, why, why should they have to come off social media? They shouldn't have to come off social media to make this stand, to make this point. No. You know, pe- people should be 
already looking at ways to try and fix this issue. And, and th this is what I don't get is that the, these corporations, these companies put statements out to say, you know, we're, we're completely against abuse of any kind. And, you know, we, we strive to make sure that this is a, a safe environment for people to use this. So, well, what steps are you actually taking? What are you actually doing to prevent this abuse from taking place? I, 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 you know, I just don't think enough is being done. And, and if stuff is being done, t tell us that you're doing it. it, you know, reassure people that steps are being taken. Mm to ensure that they're not getting abused, they're not getting death threats just because they've got a different opinion to someone. And I think that's what it often comes down to, is someone has a different opinion to someone else or someone's opinion doesn't conform to a group of people's opinions. And all of a sudden, that person gets absolutely vilified everywhere. Mm. You know, we, we need to respect yeah. the fact that people have different opinions to us and that not everybody is always going to think the same way as you on the same issues. But that doesn't give you a right to then abuse them, or to give them death threats, you know, anything like that. Um, mm. And, and I, you know, it, it, it takes a massive toll on, on, on people mentally. You know, I know from, from experience of being in a school environment, especially in the last year when students haven't really seen too much of each other and there's this online presence, how much on, you know, online bullying and, and stuff that there has been and how detrimental that can be to, to someone's mental health. And I know when when we were in school and when we were in college, there were those anonymous sites where there was Ask FM, where you could ask questions anonymously to someone. And there was another one in college that I can't remember the name of. And people were able to write things on there anonymously. And then oh, like, yeah. what was it called? I forgot what it was called. People wrote some vile, vile things about obviously people that that we know. Well, I I I, I got abuse, which is no. What was well, it? This is the thing. You 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 know, people. If you're okay to talk about this, people said things about you on there which weren't very nice at all. And obviously, you know, you're able now to sort of just yeah. shrug it off and be like, you know, I've, whatever. I've, I've, I... Yeah, but I mean, at, at, at the time, like, how, how did that make you feel at the time? Like that, that must have hit well hit you somewhere. Like, I for me think. personally, <laughs> I know people are taking. Uh, I, I don't mind people taking the mic, mic, mic with me, or you know, I'm a bit of banter about my disability and stuff. But it's like when when it's sometimes people you don't know. You're like, well, what, why are you? You're you're not my friend. Why why are you, you know, taking the mic or anything? Um, I and I think it's the fact it was anonymous. Yeah, people and it's anonymous. anonymous. Mm. And so then you don't know who said it. So, you know, you don't know actually whether you can take that as a jokey well, sort of comment. This should really be a good rule for people. If you don't think you should can say it to someone's face, just maybe don't say it. Mm. Uh, that's normally a good rule. Don't gossip behind people's backs. It's not always a good thing to do. Um, but, yeah, uh, all, I, the, all these... Well, the thing is, though... it. This is the really dark side of social media in it, but it it can be brilliant and of course for good. Like for example, I I use Twitter all the time for like the news or what what what's going on or football to, to talk or you know just just keeping up to date with that or and stuff. So yeah, I hardly ever use Facebook now. Facebook's like the old um, people uh, social media. Yeah. <laughs> It's the ones on Facebook I see recently who share those pages thinking like it's a competition. Like oh. share our posts, <laughs> not realizing it's a fake profile for the company. I think I saw and, one last week for like Toby Carvery. I'm like, it's clearly fake. How are these people? People want three Toby Carveries. And it's the ones, it's the ones as well. It's like, oh, we've got this like four hundred and fifty thousand pound house, and unfortunately, the winner wasn't able to claim the prize as they weren't old enough. Share this, and you might be in with a chance of winning. So someone shares it, and I've seen like five different people share it, and there's always just one comment on there, and it's off a fake account saying, "You've won." DM me for more details. Yeah, whatever. Pull the other one. And, and then in about four weeks, they'll sell the page to a different business. A different company, and then they have a page that's got a load of thousands of likes on it. Yeah, mm. I, I, I don't get how I don't get how or why people fall for it. I mean, I know there are people out there who who obviously don't understand the internet as well, or social media as well. But I mean, come on, it's not you're not going to win a four hundred and fifty thousand pound house by sharing a page on Facebook, and especially <laughs> not when not when some 
random woman called Blooming, I don't know, Barbara. <laughs> no, it's it's usually like it's usually quite like a an, not not an odd name, but she's quite an unusual name. It's usually like I don't know, like Sandra. Well, Sandra's not that unusual. <laughs> Sandra's not. Sandra's on. Sandra. No, uh, it's usually like Hyacinth. A, I don't know. Like, Hyacinth like from a Doris. Hyacinth a Doris. 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 No, it's it's not like an old person's name, but you oh. can just you just you can just tell they're a fake account. I actually yesterday had um a message come through on WhatsApp off a contact that wasn't in my contacts. I had no idea who they was, and they just sent like two photos. One was like of a window and the other one was like of a traffic light or something. And no idea who this person was. So obviously blocked and reported them because, you know, usually it would come up and it would just have their number. But it came up like with a name and I knew this name wasn't saved in my contact. I think the name come up as like Bondo or something. And I was like, well, that's not someone in my contact. Mm. That is not someone I know. There's nobody I know like with the nickname Bondo or anything. Um, yeah, I, like the, people do try and scam you and, and hack you through social media and through phone calls. Hello, this is HMRC. You've been involved in a tax fraud. No, I haven't. Or the car accident. Yeah. Have you had a car accident in the last three years? No. No. Have you been with someone in a car accident in the last three years? No. No. You might be entitled to compensation. No, I'm not. (laughs) I can't believe people are out there, though. There's these scammers. It's just really, that's really sad as well about social media and all this stupid things. People use it to get your bank details. Well, Mm. good luck with my bank details because you've got nothing to play with there. Mm. But we could could talk on and on forever about the impact of social media. Yeah, well, I I think like we've said, it's a brilliant tool to have and to be able to use to stay in contact with people to, you know, get back in touch with people that you've not spoken to or seen for a while. And especially whilst we've been in this lockdown, we've not actually been able to meet with each other. Like if it wasn't for social media, you know, we wouldn't have actually like been able to see each other. We will not record like, like this, this podcast. No, exactly. Mm. So, you know, it, it's a, it's a beautiful thing. It is a beautiful mm. thing, but if you don't use it properly, yeah, it becomes ugly, and and that mm. that's the stage we're at, where social media is so mm. ugly and so toxic. You know, I I deleted my Facebook and Twitter apps off my phone a few months ago for a couple of weeks because I was just so fed up of seeing the horrible things on there. Yeah, that I thought, you know what, I don't I don't want to be seeing it. Mm. And and Facebook and Twitter I found to be the worst of, of things on there. Mm. So I, I deleted the apps for a few weeks because I just I. I, I couldn't be bothered with it. I didn't want to see it. It was, you know, it, it, it was getting me down in all honesty. Um, and, and it was mainly because people have, you know, like I said before, it's like a lot of it comes down to people who have different opinions and they just can't accept that someone else thinks differently to them. Mm. But then there's just people who are just downright vile yeah. creatures who, you know, I, I know we get frustrated when people say about football, it is only a game. In the grand scheme of things, though, it is only a game. It's not life or death, and it does yeah. not, you know, it doesn't ever give you the right to to abuse somebody because of it. I mean, it's just absolutely ridiculous. It's it's, it's come quite divisive with politics as well, hasn't it? Like yeah, recent, yeah, massively. Recent elections and stuff. But, but again, I, I still use social media and I still like to use it. I try not to get involved in debates and... Um, stuff and just ignore the um just bad opinions or like what i mean by bad opinions is the ones that come across really badly like you know and abusive and not nice um and sort of opinions and stuff and just ignore them um yeah well that's that's the thing it's fine to have a different opinion to someone else but you you don't need you know there's never any need to make it personal and i think that's what a lot of people do don't they they make it very personal well as we've stated before there are many forms of social media and with these many forms of social media we would love these you guys to get involved with our biscuit polls so which people have been doing people have been been doing and we are eternally grateful 
yeah, we are very grateful for that. And uh, and so talking of biscuit poles, Josh, like me, needs to bounce back from a disappointing week. So what is your biscuit of choice for episode seven? Now, the listeners have been disappointing me with their votes for me, but I'm hoping another good British bog standard biscuit will maybe work this time. And it's the custard cream. The, the custard cream biscuit. What a biscuit. Lovely. I, I do enjoy custard cream. I, I don't think I would put it at the very top. No. It, it's not a biscuit. I don't think it's ever a biscuit I've craved and thought, oh, I really fancy a custard cream right now. But if there's a custard cream available, I'll have it. Mm. The, the, the biscuit, you won't choose to pick it, but you're fine having it. It's why they're in the biscuit yeah. tin. If it's there, mm. I'll have it, but I'm not choosing it at my own. Yeah, mm. yeah, definitely. But I think it's a strong choice. Definitely, yeah. Not bad. Going to be honest, I haven't really heard of yours before. Well, the, You've never the, heard of a fruit shortcake? Might have. I might just be... comes in a purple idiot. packet. I got slated for picking shortbread, and you picked a shortcake which has got fruit in it. I don't know why you got slated, though, because shortbread's lovely. Mm. People didn't like it. Although I think with that with like actual bit of shortbread, you can't really dip it, but with these shortcakes, you can dip it into your tea. Oh, I know what you're not... Oh, yeah, they're, they're, mm, they're not bad, actually. Yeah, yeah, they're good. They're well, two two decent choices, I think, and, and Luke will find out yours a bit later on. So now it's time for our weekly football discussion. And there's been quite a lot of action going on. Obviously, we just had the qualifiers, and then we had the restart of... Um, Premier League action and League One action. So, um, how did how should we been getting on, Luke, over the last week? Uh, what did we do? I can't actually remember. Uh, what did we do? Oh, Easter. We played over Easter, didn't we? We had yeah. uh, Good Friday. We lost to Northampton, but we we lost one nil. And then uh, Easter Monday, good three no win against Plymouth at home. Mm-hmm. Mm. Quite impressive in that win as well. I think. Yeah, we're still in seventeenth though. We don't seem to have to ever climb the table. No, it's a constant struggle for us, isn't it? That seventeenth spot. Honestly, at, at this point, I think supporters will be happy to finish eighteenth. Mm. We, we should be safe now. Thirteen points clear with like ten games. To, is it ten games to go? Nine games? Mm. It, it's around that point now, isn't it? We're into that final sort of stage, that final bit. A magic number at this level is like fifty, they say. Unlike the prem, it's forty. Yeah, and we're on forty-nine now. Mm. We've on got the a prem. few games in hand, haven't we? Oh, we are on the prem. Chelsea, great performance against the West Bromwich. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I mean, we we were we were really poor, but West Brom uh, were actually really good. I was really impressed with them. Mm. Um, we 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 were just we started sloppy. The passing was off. They didn't. We didn't look up for it. Obviously, we went one nil up. It was a bit of a scrappy, scrappy goal. We didn't really deserve to be one nil up. Um, Tiago Silva then gets got sent off. I was a bit, I was a bit irritated. I'll say by the second yellow card because he's an experienced player. He should know better. Um, but also, it felt like a bit of a, a bit of a soft one really because he'd gone in to make the block. There was no intent or anything there. Mm. Um, so it frustrated me. And then after that, then, I mean, I think the biggest downfall then was that he bought Christensen on. He was still wanting to play five at the back. Why would you not just stick with the back four at that point? I don't know. And obviously he just went downhill from there. And to lose 5-2 at home is poor. But to lose 5-2 at home to a side in the relegation zone, who have been pretty poor all season, especially a Sam Allardyce side. Mm. Um, but, but some of the football they were playing was actually quite nice for Sam Allardyce's yeah. teams. Yeah, yeah. They were well organised, as you'd expect from an Allardyce team, but they kept the ball pretty well. And I mean, some of the some of the moves that led to the goals, was it Callum Robinson's second, I think, the volley, was quite sublime, really. Mm. It was it was brilliant football. And then obviously midweek, we had the Champions League win against Porto in the first leg of the quarterfinal. Expected to win again. I don't think we played at our best. We kept the ball, didn't really create much, but we took a couple of chances that we got. And Mason Mount, once again, proving he is an unbelievable player and the best player at that club at the current time. Oh, um, banter FC, Josh, in the Europa League once again. <laughs> I just, I, I really don't know what's going on at Arsenal Football Club anymore. I'm just so, I'm a bit apathetic now with them. We're in a really bad place. I've been supporting Arteta throughout and even my support for him's wavering a bit. 
I, I, I like him and I think he's a good coach, but maybe it might be a bit early on. But also, I think there are a lot of players at the club who just aren't good enough. You look at our defence and midfield, get back into the top four, top four quality. I think we've only got about six or seven players. The rest of the squad are trash. Well, there's a lot of talk now isn't comparing Aubameyang to Urza. Got the got his big money deal. Yeah. And in recent weeks, I mean, I know he's had a lot go on in his personal life, but he seems to have become really lazy as a yeah. player. Well, to be fair, he does try and work hard. Like for, against Liverpool, he was basically having to play left back and he put he was trying to put a shift in. For the first goal, he put a lazy leg out. Fair play. But he's not, he's not a defender. Is he? He's he's a mm. he's someone you want running behind. But against Liverpool, I was so angry. It was the performance. No heart, no desire, nothing. Just weak and spineless. The team was. Um, I, I, this sounds weird. I think we missed Shaka and Louise. So that sounds ridiculous. And I know they put in some dodgy performances, but they are our two leaders. Um, and it was just shambolic. And I was expecting more of reaction against Slavia. We kind of got it. We made some good chances. Like Lacazette missed an easy one-on-one. Um, Bakayo Saka missed a one-on-one, but that was slightly harder because he had more defenders and he should, but he should have done better. Sticking um, up for Saka. That's the one thing he needs to improve on, though, Saka, is finishing. He mm. had one against Liverpool. Not Liverpool. He had one against West Ham uh, um, the week before. Where he, yeah. And that's one area he does need to improve, but he's young and he can. Um, so we'll wait and see on that. But... Mm. And I mean, yeah. in regards to England, obviously we picked our squads in in last week's episode. Uh, Declan Rice now out with a with a knee injury. There's there's worries about him and Grealish suffering a further setback with with his injury. Both players that we we had in our in our squads. I think Luke was Luke. Was it me and you that had both of them in the start and the eleven? Yeah, I, I, I uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I Josh, did. I don't think did you have Grealish starting? Yes, I oh, you did. Right all, side. all three of us had had them both starting in the squad then. Um, and so this, I mean, I personally think it could be quite a big blow because I think Grealish as a creative force is, yeah. is quite fantastic. And I think Declan Rice as that sturdy man in, in front of the defence yeah. is, is brilliant as well. So it could be a huge blow or double blow. Obviously, what was interesting was um, on Monday Night Football, Jamie Carragher and Gary Neville did their squads, didn't they? And yeah, they, were quite they must be listening to the podcast. Definitely. <laughs> if you are listening, please share it on your social media platforms. Um, Gary and uh, Jamie, that'd be great. And I reckon one, one player they the didn't mention. Biscuit. Oh, I say one player they didn't mention. Craig Dawson didn't get a mention though. No, no, surprises me that. Mm. Surprises me. I haven't thought about it though. If you mention James Tarkowski, where are Burnley? Yeah. Anyway, enough on that. Oh, so, oh, are we basing the England squad off yeah. league positions now? Because in that case, no Arsenal player should get near it. Where are you again? I know. I'm, I'm doing. I'm just saying that Craig Dawson is arguably having a better season than James Tarkowski. He got on your squad, so. Craig, anyway. Craig Dawson's in a squad that's having a better season than Tarkowski. I don't know whether I'd say Craig Dawson was a better defender than Tarkowski. To be fair, I've liked, I like Craig Dawson before that. He, he was very good at West Brom. He was just playing in a poor team. Him and Johnny Evans at the back, stalwarts, going back a bit. But they neither Gary Neville or Jamie took Sancho, did they? Which is quite surprising, I think, because mm. he's, he's bagged a fair few assists. Mm. So I don't know what the thinking behind not taking him is. Um, he's not had the season he had last I, se- his season he had last season was if the Euros were last season he would be a shoe in to be starting but mm, this season he's not been yeah. as good so even if we do take him yeah. I don't think he starts Yeah, no I don't think he starts And also it, it, Jamie made a good point about how players who seem to perform for England but don't for much as their clubs in the, you know so, like, for example, Danny Pickford. Welbeck a few years ago, Pickford. Um, Luke mentioned Jesse Lingard last week, although he seems to be playing really well for West Ham at the moment. He's, he's on fire. Um, you know, yeah, they seem to bag goals for England. Um, uh, but he says Sancho's kind of the opposite. He hasn't really done anything in an England shirt yet, even when he's played, not been like the, the Sancho at Dortmund. So, mm. yeah. I think when I've seen him play for England, like you, you watch him play and you, and you know he's got something about him and he looks like he's got something about him. It's just actually producing it on the pitch for England. He hasn't seemed yeah. to do as well as he does for uh, for Dortmund. Yeah. But, you know, he, he's still young, isn't he? You know, he's got yeah. plenty of time to, to grow and, and develop. But, lads, we need to find out what the last biscuit is for this week. So, Luke, what is your choice to try and win for a second week in a row? I've gone for the Vicky's digestive. 
the original one, just the normal one. Because mm. it's a solid choice. It's, it's not a showstopper. It's just nice and plain. Can't go wrong. Sturdy as well, aren't they? Mm. they also works well, works well as yeah. a base for a cheesecake. So. Yes, it does. Very well. But they're, yeah, I'd, I'd say they're good. They're good dunkers, aren't they? They're good, they're good to dip. <laughs> good dunkers. Mm. Yeah. And who doesn't love a good dunk? Lewis mm. Dunk. Get him in the England team. Get a dunker in there. Why not? Why not? <laughs> well, there we go. Then. There, there's the three biscuits for this week. We've got Luke going for the McVitie's Digestive. I've gone for the McVitie's Fruit Shortcake. And Josh has gone for the Custard Cream. Our Paul, 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 Paul. <laughs> We'll be coming out on social media later this week, so be sure to, as you are doing already, uh, get involved, get your vote in, so we can see who is going to win the penultimate round of biscuits. The current series score is four for me, two for Luke, none for Josh. Josh cannot win, but Luke needs to win these final two to draw level with me, and then we'll have to have a biscuit off. Mm. A biscuit off. A biscuit. What a biscuit. What a biscuit. Oh, that's a shout. That is a shout. Lotus. I love them. I might have to, yeah, they are yeah. nice. They are nice. Better with a coffee, though. Better with a coffee. But anyway. Yeah, they usually get served with coffee, don't they? Yeah. Well, that's where the name comes from. Biscoff is biscuit and coffee together. Oh, oh yeah. Well, <laughs> you learned something new. <laughs> this podcast is now educational if you're a teacher out there like me play this in schools those kids yeah. will learn something they'll learn not to trust josh's football opinions craig dawson in the england squad you must be mad it was an honorable mention no we we should have been broadcasting during lockdown for them kids you know they'd learned so much from us and our experiences yeah my, my, my many bad life choices <laughs> <laughs> yeah Oh. oh dear. So that concludes episode seven of the Biscuits and Brews podcast. Thanks once again for listening. Please do get involved with our polls on our social medias on Twitter and Instagram at biscuits underscore brews. And also, please do email us your questions for next week, whether you have these on life in general, what we get up to what subjects we did at school, anything that you want to learn about us, please do get in touch and email us or on our social medias. Our email address is biscuitsandbrewspod at gmail.com. But thanks again for listening. I hope you have a great week and stay safe.